0: God bless and welcome to this week's episode of Family Discussion. We are so glad that you've joined us today. Family Discussion is a podcast of Reform Margins, a site dedicated to providing a platform for people of color to engage the larger Reformed and Evangelical conversations. Jesus teaches us in the Gospel of John that the world will know that we are his followers by the way that we love one another. And yet, it seems like the love of Jesus is less and less evident in the way that we speak to and about one another, especially when we disagree. So, in the hopes of recapturing the brother-sister love that Jesus has won for us, we are calling a family meeting. For the next half hour, let's cut through the noise and look at the issues without slander and malice. It's time for a family discussion. God bless and welcome to another episode of Family Discussion. Uh, my name is Mark Ortega and as always I am joined by Lisa Spencer and uh Lisa we are recording today um only a couple days after the Russian invasion of Ukraine and uh it led us to wanting to include an episode that of course we hadn't planned on on recording. Um we are a little bit reacting to the current event that that is taking place right now and Lisa, I think before we get into the way the image of God um, is impacted by things like war and particularly these unprovoked um, aggressions, when you were watching the news coverage of uh, the invasion of Ukraine, what what was going through your mind? What were some of the things that you were thinking as you were seeing this take place?
1: You know, it. it I, I was think. well, one, it's... I think there's this impulse in us, particularly, you know, with social media, there's this impulse to want to, you know, react, to want to say something. And honestly, I just couldn't, I I just, I mean, I, I just have to sit there and process because what what we're seeing play out, and it actually is tied into what we've been talking about, right? We've been talking about the doctrine of man and the doctrine of sin, and how sin has impacted what God put in place. Um, and so, especially being you know ha- being fresh off of these conversations and seeing this play out, and then reminding you of how much these, these sorts of things have played out throughout human history. It's just a reminder of the pervasiveness of sin. You know, that what happened, the events of the fall, were very real and had a very real impact, not only on the corruption of how individuals think, And interact in their environment. But. How that also then. Impacts the environment. um, And other people. So it was just. I just you know. I've just had kind of a. Just a heaviness. You know. And when you look at the. Because there's so many. Innocent people. Involved. um, but But on the other hand. I've been seeing, you know, stories and video clips of Christians in Ukraine, Christians in Russia who are lifting their eyes to the hills because they know that's where their help comes from. And they're even, you know, they're just lifting their voice to the Lord. They're looking to the Lord. Um, There's a little infusion of hope in the midst of the darkness, and man, that has been in the midst of this heaviness. That has just been very encouraging.
0: Yeah, I mean, it heavy is, I, I think, the right word. Um, you know, as I was watching what was happening, I also, I didn't say anything on Twitter. I, I didn't. I, I had nothing to say. I mean, I could post that I'm praying, but okay, like I am. Um, you know, I, I, I think, you know, you posted something a couple of days ago, um, you know, that just because one is not tweeting about Ukraine doesn't mean their eyes aren't glued on the news and lifted to heaven or that their hearts are not heavy. Sometimes grievous events, especially on this scale, are just too much to post or pontificate about. And, and I appreciated you saying that because, I you know, I think too often because of the, the microphone that's in front of us that is social media, we feel mm-hmm. obligated to say things when terrible things are going on, but sometimes us saying something isn't actually helping. Right. Like what is my tweet gonna do? What what is my what is my outrage gonna how is that gonna help? Mm-hmm. You know, this is a, a catastrophic event. It is so awful. Um that, that what I do is I turn back to Habakkuk and, and I'll be curious, Lisa, where you went in in your mind. when when, what scriptures came to your mind. But I went back to Habakkuk 1, and this is a passage that I return to when I am confronted with this kind of injustice. O Lord, how long shall I cry for help and you will not hear? Or cry to you violence and you will not save? Why do you make me see iniquity? Why do you idly look at wrong? Destruction and violence are before me. Strife and contention arise. So the law is paralyzed and justice never goes forth for the wicked surround the righteous. So justice goes forth perverted. That passage came to mind as I was Mm -hmm. watching what was happening. And um, I'm grateful for this passage because Habakkuk gives us permission to not like gloss over the question and the frustration and the anger. Not to um, pretend like things are okay when they're not because they're not. What's happening is not okay. And Habakkuk, he he doesn't appeal to um, you know, he doesn't explicitly appeal to any of God's attributes. He doesn't couch his his complaint in Christianese. He just lays it out there, and that's where I'm at with this. Like I, I don't have I know God is good, but I'm I'm in a how long, O Lord, type place. I'm a why are you allowing this kind of violence to take place type of a place. I, I don't see a silver lining in this um and i don't really want to go looking for one <laughs> it's not that's not where i'm at right now in my own heart uh with what i'm seeing in, in ukraine it's it's just devastating to look at so that passage came to mind i take comfort from the lord in that passage he's given me those words and so this is the lord ministering to me as i'm wrestling with my own emotions i, I we're created with emotions and we're allowed to to we're, we're commanded in fact to lift them up to the lord um so that passage has been helpful for me as I've been wrestling with this. What what scriptures came to your mind and heart as you've been watching this?
1: Well, immediately only because you know we've been talking about this, right? We we spent a lot of time ta- in Genesis one to two, and looking at in particularly um, Genesis one twenty eight, where it says, "And God, you know, after He creates man in His own image." And says, and, he and God blessed them, and God said to them, be fruitful and multiply, and subdue the earth, have dominion over it. And of course, that dominion, and I was thinking about that, that here in God's good creation, with his good intentions, that dominion was meant to serve a good purpose. It was meant to bring forth life. It was meant to... To glorify God, to point back to His goodness, right? Um, that man and woman were given what what they were given, and that dominion that they were that they had over it was to make something of it for good. But I, I, you know, and I was it was just you know looking at the events was just such a reminder of Gen- of what happens in Genesis 3 of the pervasiveness of sin and its utter corruption its utter reversal to that mandate so now where dominion was supposed to be for good and was supposed to be for flourishing that with sin it now is is uh because of selfish ambition and greed and disruption of life, just the opposite of what God intended. But, it, you know, to me it reinforces when Jesus says, I am the way, the truth and the life, right? That, That death and destruction that comes because of sin, how much more does he bring forth life, even in the midst of darkness? And I've been encouraged by that as I've watched and, and, you know, have read things coming out of Christians who, you know, pastors and house churches that are in Ukraine. Um, And to me, it is just a a testament that in the midst of this heaviness and darkness and corruption and sin and just evil, because we don't, listen, this is not something we need to sugarcoat. Um, I I know that, uh, you know, there are complexities, and particularly when you have these, um, you know, these geopolitical, um, you know, interact, you know, things going on. Um, that there are often there are complexities involved, right? Because we're really quick to get on our soapbox. Well, they just need, you just need to do this and that as if, you know, we've been appointed to the joint Jesus staff to, you know, <laughs> to take care of things. Like we have not Like keep your little minimal, you know, limited, very limited knowledge, you know, to yourself. Um, but it's, you know, it to me, it's just a reminder that yes, there is how long, but at the same time, it's it's, it's it, it points to the 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 world moving towards the consummation of all things when Jesus comes and returns. And Psalm two has also been. A passage that has been on my my heart, like why do the nations rage? Right, mm-hmm. Be- yeah, you know, yeah. because of this this impact of sin. Um, but we know, see, we know how the story ends, right? But that still doesn't stop. It still doesn't stop the heaviness. Um, so anyway, so that was just a little me. I'm sorry, that was just a little meandering, but. Uh, But that, but that is what, what has come to mind is how all of this works together, right? It's Mm. moving towards a purpose and we don't always, we don't always understand it, but we know, and this is a picture to remind us that there is evil in this world, you know? Um, So,
0: yeah, I mean,
1: that, that, that's where I went to
0: the wickedness here. And I think you're right. We don't get to sugarcoat this. This is evil. And it's being it's evil being perpetrated by an evil man. You know, that there are some disturbing things that I have seen in the Twitter sphere of people trying to somehow excuse what's happening. Um, this is evil. And, and you, you just said it, you know, Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Why does he call himself the life? He does so because God is the God of life. He's the God who gives life. That is that is who he is. Life is in him. And when we see the unjust taking of life like this, that is antichrist. That is, it is it is just that is the lane that President Putin is walking in right now. I don't believe he is beyond redemption. I don't believe he is too far for, for grace to be able to reach him. But I do know that these actions are anti-Christian and anti-Christ. And um, we as Christians, because we serve the God of life and because Jesus is our life, we are to be a people of life. This This is just a, we see the value in every single human life. And when dominion is twisted to be somebody's personal ambition and power, somebody's personal own self-serving um, geopolitical beliefs when that gets in the way of the thriving of life that's anti-christian and and I think there there is good debate around how should we respond that's fair let's let's debate that that's a that's an area that's really complex and where that's also why I've been kind of quiet because I'm like I don't know I I, I don't know. I don't know what sanctions work and what sanctions don't. I, I don't know what what weapons to be sending and what weapons not to be... I don't know how it works. I do know that we should be able to unequivocally declare this wrong. And as Christ people, it shouldn't be hard. And um, I think it's just something that we need to be... Um, considering in our own hearts as as the Church of Jesus Christ. we are to be peacemakers we are to be on the side of life because men and women are and, and children are made in the image of God. We, that that should just there should be a knee-jerk reaction here towards mourning and lament and um, you know I, I, I think it is hard to be, go into a place of mourning and lament when we're tweeting all the time. It's hard to go into mourning and lament when we're trying to use these kinds of events to make political punchlines and to make comments about elections in the United States as if which president would have stopped this. Like this was this was happening this this he did he, he invaded Crimea right after the Winter Olympics as well. This was planned for a long time, and um, to try and use this as Christians, to score political points to me just seems beyond the pale. Like, there's got to come a point, right, for Christians especially, where we just stop that nonsense. And um, so I I think, you know, where, where we should always go with this is not to scoring political points, it's to go to prayer. And bring this before the lord and say god you're the only one who can do something about this it's way too big for us the the, the only one who can bring peace to ukraine is is god mm-hmm. and um the reason we cry out you know in some in, in psalm 13 the psalmist says consider and answer me he, he is it's another how long O lord um psalm but he he says consider and answer me there's an expectation that God will hear our prayer and answer the prayers of his church. And while his ways are mysterious, we have the the privilege of being able to bring our heaviness and our pain to the feet of the Lord and, and know that he'll hear us. Um, so, so I think what we want to do to kind of wrap this up it's not going to be a normal length episode today. Um, Lisa, I want to spend a little bit of time in prayer. Um, yes, and, and so, you know, it, I wonder if if you have any last things to say to lead us into prayer uh and then if you want to pray for us first and and I'll close and then we'll we'll say goodbye to folks
1: sure um yeah words 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 fail me,
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: words fail me i mean I have you know some of in terms of you know we're always looking like you know do you know do something do something um and even that is is complicated um so I I just I just have no words.
0: Yeah. I'm with you on that. Let's uh let's pray together. Lisa, would you would you start? Yeah. And and listeners, I would just encourage you. I mean, you know, be smart if you're on the road, maybe don't close your eyes. Um but be uh pray with us. And I know you have already been praying, so would you join us in prayer?
1: Oh Lord, our heavenly Father, we come before you. Um, with heavy hearts, with eyes lifted towards you, because we know that you are our only hope. You are the only hope for the people of Ukraine. You are the only hope, even for the Russians, who are opposed to what is going on, Lord. That as we watch this evil play out, Lord, we don't understand it. We know that evil exists in this world. Um, but we know, Lord, that you are greater than the evil one. And so we ask you, Lord, we join our voices with all of the voices that are lifting theirs to you, Lord. We join with them and ask, Lord, for your hand of intervention. We ask for encouragement for your people who are directly impacted, Lord, those who are in Ukraine and particularly in the eastern region of Ukraine, Lord. We pray for the pastors and the house churches, Lord, that you would give them wisdom, that you would give them provision, Lord, that you would protect them, Lord, and that they would be gripped by your love and by the gospel of Jesus Christ as they endure this dark time, Lord. Strengthen them by the power of your might. Lord, we just we pray for wisdom for our leaders and the other world leaders as they um, come together to make decisions on what to do in terms of intervention. An intervention that will work, Lord. Um, an intervention that you have your hand on, Father. We lift our eyes to you, Lord because we're looking to you as our only hope.
0: Lord, we we join our voices with our Ukrainian brothers and sisters who have been praying throughout. Lord, I I think to the the image that I saw on the news of Christians kneeling in a square and praying, because what else were they going to do? And uh, and Lord, we we also join our, our voice to David, and his prayers when he was in time of distress. And so, Father, I, I offer up to you your own word. Psalm 140. Deliver the Ukrainians, O oh Lord, from evil men. Preserve them from violent men who plan evil things in their heart and stir up wars continually. They make their tongues sharp as a serpent's and under their lips is the venom of asps. Guard them, O Lord, from the hands of the wicked. Preserve them from violent men who have planned to trip up their feet. The arrogant have hidden a trap for them, and with cords they have spread a net. Beside the way they have set snares for them. I say to you, Lord, you are my God. Give ear to the voice of my pleas for mercy, O Lord. O Lord... My Lord, the strength of my salvation, you have covered my head in the day of battle. Grant not, O Lord, the desires of the wicked. Do not further their evil plot, or they will be exalted. As for the head of those who surround them, let the mischief of their lips overwhelm them. Let burning coals fall upon them. Let them be cast into fire, into miry pits no more to rise. Let not the slanderer be established in the land. Let evil hunt down the violent man speedily. I know that the Lord will maintain the cause of the afflicted and will execute justice for the needy. Surely the righteous shall give thanks to your name. The upright shall dwell in your presence. Lord, these psalms are difficult psalms, but they are there for times like this. Would you bring peace to Ukraine? the violence Lord by whatever means you see fit would you demonstrate your righteousness and your strength on behalf of the innocent on behalf of those who are suffering God would you comfort those who are mourning would you bind up wounds would your spirit be an ever present help in time of need God I have no words we simply cry out would you help would you help Would you bring peace? And would you somehow, in the midst of all of this, give glory to your name among the nations? Would we see you lifted high, even in the midst of these dark times? We love you. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Lisa, thank you for this conversation, Unplanned. Unplanned but we'll be getting back to our planned conversations uh next week. Any last words before we say goodbye?
1: It's be slow to speak. Hmm. You know, there are real people involved here. I know we all have our opinions about what should be done. We we know what we want to have happen. Um We help, you know, we even in in the midst of our different political orientations. But there are real people being impacted here.
0: Amen. Amen. Be praying, brothers and sisters, for an end to this. And I am praying that we see the Lord do something miraculous, end the conflict, and bring peace back to the region. So thank you for being with us today. We're joining you for the rest of the week in prayer. We'll see you again next week for another episode of Family Discussion. Well, thank you again for joining us for this week's Family Discussion. If you'd like to learn more or catch up on episodes you missed, head on over to our home at reformedmargins.com. There you'll find great content about a whole host of issues that we pray will bless your relationship with Jesus including articles written by lisa spencer and me marcos ortega family discussion is a podcast of reform margins a site dedicated to providing a platform for people of color to engage the larger reformed and evangelical conversations your hosts are Marcos Ortega and Lisa Spencer. Our producer is Larry Lynn. Family Discussion is hosted by Podbean and recorded with Audacity. If you like what you heard today, it would be a great help to us if you gave a quick review and rating on iTunes. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to your favorite content so that you don't miss our next Family Discussion. Family Discussion